We're diving deep into Cardinals baseball with World Series champion Brad Thompson on the Redbird Report podcast on 101 ESPN, driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome into another edition of the Redbird Report podcast. It's Brad Thompson, your host, and I'm live in Jupiter, Florida. And you might be thinking, well, Brad, the team wasn't in Jupiter, Florida. They were playing the Yankees in Tampa, or I don't know when you're listening to this, but a couple of days ago they were playing the Yankees in Tampa. Well, I didn't go to Tampa. I had a day to work on my cinnamon tan at the beach. I am lobster red, and there's a good chance you'll get a chance to see that as the Cardinals take on Nicaragua, the world base. Baseball Classic is kicking off, and Nicaragua is in town. Team Israel is here as well. The Cardinals won't face them, uh, but I believe they, they're playing the Marlins. But the Cardinals will take on Nicaragua tomorrow. Quickly, a uh, quick hit on this Yankees game. Uh, Garrett Cole was on the mound for the Yankees, three and a third for him. He ended up punching out seven. Uh, thank goodness it's spring training, and he ended up coming out of the game. Cardinals ended up winning this one four to nothing uh, on the mound. Jake Woodford continues his hot spring. He went four strong. Gave up three hits, only walked one, punched out one as well. He's been very, very efficient so far this spring. So he's absolutely putting a stamp on his place on this ball club as that swing starter, long reliever type guy. I feel like there are a few guys that are in that mix. One of those guys is going to be starting against Team Nicaragua, and that's Dakota Hudson. We know that Dakota's seasons have kind of been up and down. Last year he actually got sent to the minors for a little bit, but he's looking to firmly plant his foot on this staff and you know that he wants to be a starter but he wants to be in the big leagues more than anything and you know how quickly a role like that can grow but Jake Woodford is doing a fantastic job he was followed in that ball game by Wilking Rodriguez Wilking Rodriguez as you all know is the rule five pick that the Cardinals took from the Yankees he ends up giving a, a one inning punched out one Zach Thompson comes in punches out two in his inning of work and it was all zeros after that for the Cardinals Cardinals against the Yankees. But the story of the day and what has been really the story of camp for the Cardinals is Jordan Walker, the 20-year-old phenom who is living up to the hype every single step along the way and it's been funny you know that the eyes are going to be on Jordan Walker he knows that the eyes are on him assembled media wherever they're coming from they're they're looking for him they want to find the kid especially right now as the Cardinals have the most players in the world baseball classic there's no Goldie there's no Arnado there's no Tommy Edmond there's no Newt Bar right now quick sidebar by the way with Lars Newt Bar have you guys seen right now the Japanese little league team that is doing the pepper grinder and they had it going on in the news it's amazing newt is a phenom and they love him everywhere but with all those guys being gone there is a guy that everybody wants to see. That guy is Jordan Walker, and Jordan Walker did it again today in a, in a game against Garrett Cole, especially thrown in this game, where offense was going to be sparse. I told you he ended up punching out seven in his three-plus innings of work. Well, uh, Jordan Walker ended up getting a knock off of him. He had two hits today. It was his fourth multi-hit game of spring. He's 12 for 28. He's hitting 429 so far in nine games this this spring. Is that good? I think that's good. 
We talked about Jordan. Said he, he had to do something special. He had to end up hitting his way onto this ball club. It's exactly what the young man is doing. He's hitting his way onto this ball club, and it's going to be competitive this year. Dylan Carlson is looking better and better. We saw what Lars was able to do down the stretch last year. It looks real. It looks tangible. We know the skill set that Tyler O'Neill has. But there is no way right now that you could, uh, if, if camp ended tomorrow, And we all know that camp doesn't end tomorrow. But if, in fact, it did, there is no way that you could sit Jordan Walker down in your office if you're Ollie Marmel, and certainly John Mosaylock would be in on that conversation, and you say, you're not ready. You're not going to be a part of this team. We believe that we have 26 players that are better than you to start the season. There is no way that you can have that conversation with that kid right now. Now, I say right now because things could change. He could struggle down the stretch. The pressure could mount a little bit, or he could just run into some problems. And you say, all right, well, you know what? It's time for Jordan. We'll send him out. He'll play every day in AAA. He'll get those at-bats. He'll continue to grow. And then we'll see him when we need him, when the season dictates it. But right now, what he's doing is special. We're seeing him do it with the power. He's got three home runs. He's got three doubles. He's driven in seven. Uh, He stole his first base. Uh, during this game against the Yankees. He's showing off big-time speed. We've seen him show off that speed, too, and that's what I kind of love about uh, his game is we've seen him hit a home run and then get an infield single. He's taking nothing for granted, and I really wanted to watch him the other day after he ended up going 4-for-4 four four against the Nationals. You guys remember he had two home runs, he hit a double, legged out one of those infield singles as well. And I really wanted to see how he responded the next day because everybody's known about Jordan Walker in the baseball world, but that was one of those games. And actually, during that game, I was on a flight heading down to Jupiter, Florida, and I had people like coming by me, tap me on the shoulders, like, hey, did you see Jordan's game? Did you you hear about what he did? And it kept happening throughout the game as he uh, progressively got better and better on that four for four. But I wanted to watch him the next game. And fortunately, we ended up having the broadcast of that game and he ended up going over and uh, that's going to happen I don't know if you you guys know that even the best prospects in baseball are going to have bad days he hustled out everything and the stuff that you don't see on TV I, I was trying to watch for In between innings, he's busting out to his position. He's having fun with his teammates. He's like the same guy over and over again. You realize how hard that is to do, right? When everybody keeps telling you you're going to have to do something special to be a part of this ball club, when everybody says that you have to hit your way onto this team, and then as a young man, you, you go over in a game, like that could weigh heavy on different guys. We talked about last year the ability that a couple of young players had that they could have made the team with a very strong spring. And you saw the pressure start mounting on Juan Yepes and more specifically Nolan Gorman, who was very young at the time, who was going to have a chance out of spring to make the club, and it just didn't happen. And Nolan talked about some of those struggles and how they weighed on him. But right now, you're seeing seeing Jordan Walker just go out there and be a true professional early on. Am I saying that he's going to be the next big superstar in the game of baseball? Yes. Yeah, why why not? That sounds like more fun, doesn't it? No, I I don't know. I don't know exactly what he's going to be. But I'll tell you this. I don't believe that you have 26 players better than Jordan Walker right now. That's why you have a long spring training, though. That's why they've got a bunch more games for him to prove that he deserves to be a part of it.
I want to spend a little time talking about another guy that has something to prove. And this isn't necessarily a young guy. And I, I feel like he feels like he needs to prove it to everyone else because I know that he believes in his ability, but his body has not let him perform at the level that he's wanted to perform at the last couple of years. And that's Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty got his first Grapefruit League action on Monday. He did so against the Houston Astros, started the ball game, ended up going three innings in this tilt. And right off the bat, he ended up walking Jose Altu. And you saw a couple of arm side misses, and then you saw a couple of misses where he pulled across his body, obviously overcorrecting, trying to find that sweet spot in between. Well, he found the sweet spot pretty well. After falling behind Jeremy Pena, he got him to ground out into a double play. He ended up striking out Martin Maldonado, uh, caught him looking uh, on a good pitch, and he cruised through three innings after that. Jack Flaherty punched out five in his three innings of work. He gave up one run. It was a solo shot on a backup slider. But, guys, he, he looked fantastic. He looked very good. He had good control of his fastball. He threw his slider with authority. He looked comfortable. And that's something, as we watched him last year, you could realize with Jack Flaherty, especially like the first time that he came back off of the IL. This is after he went on the IL in spring training, came back in, I think it was June. He didn't look so good. The arm angle had dropped quite a bit. It looked like almost every single throw that he was searching for something. You could just see it in his eyes, and Lord knows I know that, that feeling when you're out there just trying to make things up. Well, he's far too talented to be out there making things up, but when your body's not allowing you to get into a position where you can repeat your delivery it's going to be very difficult to have success in this league and he battled himself he fought he didn't look right came back too early probably but he really wanted to come back and you respect that but it was just never right for Jack. he threw 36 innings last year and he he I mean, he's a free agent this year. After this season, this is like the livelihood right here. So you you work your whole career to get – you want to get drafted. He got drafted in the first round. He got paid well for that. He's been paid well up to this point. I understand that. But you're working to hit free agency, and that's where your big payday comes in. Like, that's where the life-changing money – and again, he's made life-changing money for most of us, but you understand what I'm talking about with baseball. Like, this is the opportunity to do that. And for Jack, it's not just about the money. I'm sure the money's there. I'm sure that the wheels have been turning for him, honestly, in the last couple of years as he's dealt with these health issues. Like, man, what is my future going to look like? But it's about going out there and proving that he can be the rock of this staff. And it was actually, uh, it was nice to hear him the other day talking about with Wayno gone with the World Baseball Classic, and Wayno's going to be starting game one for Team USA. And with Michael is gone as well, he talked about guys looking to him to be the leader. He's the veteran guy really on this Cardinal staff. And I really do believe for Jack Flaherty, that's a role that he can embrace. Jack is uh, Jack can come off the wrong way, I think, sometimes. I feel like his body language at times, it, it makes you a little upset when you're watching him. He wears it on his sleeve oftentimes, and I do think that that's a little part of his game 
that he would like to tweak or maybe we would like to tweak for him. Either way, he's his own dude. But when he's out there and he's rolling, he's as good as they get in this league. When you watch him, when you get the opportunity to actually sit down and talk to him, first of all, and then you watch him work behind the scenes, he's got everything it takes to be a leader of a pitching staff. And kind of given that opportunity now with the, the next couple of weeks of those other guys being gone, certainly there are some leadership capabilities of some other guys in that clubhouse and guys that have been around the league. Jordan Montgomery's been around. He'll be a free agent after this year. And really the guy that we should be looking at to be a leader of this pitching staff is a guy, well, the guy, the only guy that is under contract through 2023 and beyond is Steven Matt. Steven Matt's the only dude that they have in their rotation that is signed up past this year, at least right now. I still believe that there's going to be something in the future. I believe that Michaelis should be looked at strongly as a candidate for an extension. I believe Montgomery should as well. The only question with Montgomery is, what is he looking for? We all know that his agent is Scott Boris. Generally, Boris players get that bite of the free agent apple. But it was really nice to see Jack have that first strong outing, three innings again, five punch outs, velocity was up there. I think he might have hit 96. I know his last pitch of the day was 95 uh, and some change. And he just looked in command and confident, had the opportunity to talk to him a little bit after the game. And uh, he just said he felt great. And it was nice to feel like that and feel free and easy. So we'll see what he's able to do to build off of that. Again, 36 innings a year ago, that's a high bar to think that he's going to go out there and throw 200 innings but you know what we saw miles michaelis do it didn't we we saw michael miles michaelis a couple years ago through like 40 something innings and then he rattles off 200 and uh 202 and a third or something like that last year so it, it can be done and i truly believe that there's something mentally and obviously physically to be said for jack flaherty having an actual normal off season it wasn't rehab all the time it wasn't worry and wonder and hope and pray that his shoulder is going to allow him to throw a baseball it was okay i'm strong how do i get stronger and how do i build up now to make 30-plus starts in the big leagues and be dominant like he was in 2019. Do I expect him to have a .91 ERA in the second half this year? Maybe not, but I expect him to be able to go out there and give you a chance to win each and every time he toes the slab. And again, a very nice start for Jack Flaherty. Jack's not the only guy, though, that had a good outing on Monday against Houston. I mentioned the other guy that you should be looking at as a potential leader of this pitching staff is the guy that signed up for the long term, and that's Steven Matz. Matz dealt with injury last year. He had the shoulder issue. Then he came back from that. He's trying to field the ball down the first baseline. He busts up the left knee uh, against the Cincinnati Reds, and he just missed a bulk of time. Limited to 10 starts last year for Steven Matz at this point for Cardinal fans, even more disappointing for Steven Matz, I promise you. But Steven Matz made his first Grapefruit League outing. He goes three innings. He didn't give up a hit. He didn't walk anybody, and he struck out four. And I'm telling you, Matz was surgical with his fastball. He was putting it where he wanted to. He was spotting up in on the right-hander, something that we got a chance to see him early on last year. One of the biggest advantages that he has as a left-hander is his ability to throw the fastball glove side and really keep those right-handers honest. And when he does that, it opens up a way, and it opens up his very good changeup. He had a good feel for that. He had the breaking ball going. It was three strong for Steven Matz. He 
ends up having his first outing. Between he and Jack, they go six strong, give up one run, and punch out nine. That's exactly what the doctor ordered there for Jack Flaherty and Stephen Matz. And as we've talked a ton about with those guys, with Flaherty, with Matz, with this rotation actually in general, the Cardinals do not strike out a lot of guys with their starting pitchers. I mean, their their K per nine rate is the lowest in baseball. Like, that's just not something that they did last year. I think it's something that they can do more of with Jack Flaherty, and I think they can do more of it with a healthy Steven Matz and a full year of Jordan Montgomery. And I do believe that Dusty Blake and the staff over there can also tweak how they use some of these pitchers' arsenals to get some more of those strikeouts. And I, I know that strikeouts aren't the be-all, end-all, but all you have to do as a Cardinal fan is really go back to last year in the playoff game against the Phillies when things unraveled, when ground balls were hit to three of your gold glovers in the infield, and you got zero outs. You had one hit to Tommy Edmond, you had one hit to Goldie, and you had, had one hit to Nolan Arenado, and you got nothing to show for it. Strikeouts are a huge part of this game, and I truly believe to win a championship, you've got to have more swing and miss than the Cardinals had last year. So two guys in Flaherty and Matz with something to prove in spring training. You know, Matz wants to prove that he was worth that big contract that he got. We already talked about Jack Flaherty trying to prove that he can be healthy, that he can be there for the entire season, that he can be dominant, and that he can uh, cash in when it comes to free agency. That's what I hope for all of these guys. When uh, they've played long enough to get that bite at the apple, that they get every single bit that they deserve to get. And Jack Flaherty has a good first step in his outing. So Flaherty and Matt's threw the ball very well. We're going to get an opportunity against uh, Nicaragua coming up tomorrow. Again, you might be listening to this. Game might be over. I hope Dakota Hudson pitched well. If the game is over and you're listening to this one, then we'll see Jordan Montgomery against the Mets, the first night game on Friday. And we're seeing a different cast of characters because you got a bunch of your dudes that are off at the World Baseball Classic. So with two-thirds of your presumed outfield gone, Jordan Walker is going to continue to get tons of at-bats. You're going to see that. You're going to see Moises Gomez continue to get at-bats. Rough day for him at the plate against the Yankees as he went 0 for 4, punched out three times. But he's shown you some very good things. You're going to keep seeing these guys get a bunch of different reps out there. We've seen Dylan Carlson largely be taking his at-bats in the DH position as he's been dealing with some arm fatigue, but he'll be back in the mix soon in the outfield. Uh, Same idea with Paul DeYoung, who had missed some time and not in the outfield mix, but certainly is a guy that uh, could factor in the DH, can be a utility infielder. We saw him back in the field as he was dealing with some arm issues. We saw him against the Tigers, a game that was very unforgettable, but still plenty of, of, of things up for grabs. And you know what really actually kind of, I don't know if it struck me, I guess it's not like earth shattering or anything like that, but Ollie was talking to the assembled media the other day and just talking about the catcher position. And as we all know, Wilson Contreras comes in on a five-year deal. He's the dude. But you know that Wilson's going to miss some time catching. And when I say miss time being injured, he'll DH some. Like, he's never been a guy that catches you 140, 150 games. So there's going to be some reps behind him. And Ollie made sure to point out that among the competition that is still out there, there's competition 
at the backup catcher spot. And I thought that that was pretty interesting because I believe it was something that we kind of just came into this season and said, wow, that's just, you know, that's Kiz's job. And, uh, you know, it wasn't going to go to Herrera yet. They want to get him a little bit more seasoning. And I believe that's still to be true with Von Herrera. While they still think highly of him, I believe that they want him to get more at-bats in the upper minor leagues to kind of prove that he's ready, both swinging it and behind the plate as a receiver and a game caller. But another guy that is in the mix right now is Tres Barrera. Tres Barrera ended up, uh, he was in the big leagues with the Nationals last year. The Cardinals picked him up this offseason, and he's having a pretty darn good camp so far. And the organization is speaking pretty highly of him. The way that he works behind the plate offensively, he's swinging the bat pretty well. And guys seem to like throwing to Barrera as well. He also mentioned Pedro Pajes as a guy that uh, has really turned some heads so far in camp. So another interesting one to look at a little bit as uh, you're, you're trying to figure out what some of these position battles are down the stretch. We look at the outfield. We look at the lefties. But keep an eye on the catching position here as we go down the stretch in spring training. So coming up the rest of the week, as I mentioned, the Cardinals are facing Team Nicaragua, who I promise you by game time I will know a ton about the Nicaraguan team. Uh, they play the Mets on Friday. That's the first night game so far of camp for the Cardinals. A 6.05 start in Jupiter, 5.05 in St. Louis. And then they face the Astros and the Washington Nationals. The game on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. All three of those will be broadcast on Valley Sports. So if you want to watch the games, tune in here myself and Chip Carey. Uh, we'd love to have you alongside. Is the Redbird Report podcast We'll be back again with you next week. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends it's the Redbird Report. You've been listening to the Redbird Report podcast with Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN, driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out every episode at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 mobile app.